You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 302 of East Central and his favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. I am joined today by executive video producer, audio engineer today, but actually our co-host, Mr. Zach Bircham, Uh trading roles because this is going to be the race night edition. Uh, Mr. Dakota Davis is in the building. He has a microphone, but he's going to be... Uh, He's going to be like Buster Bluth and uh, seen but not heard as much as possible. And that's by his choice tonight. It is. It's totally my choice. <laughs> I said Zach could do my part of the intro because I want to see what it's like when I'm not here. <laughs> Told you. Oh, wait a minute. You don't watch? There's like there's like no. a dozen episodes this this year you could check out. <laughs> <laughs> Returning race night guests. Uh, we'll go by, uh, by seniority on the show. Mike McCown. This is what the fifth year you've been doing this with us? Fifth, six, I don't know. We've done it. I don't know. Yeah. I was the inaugural. You're you're probably hell, you're almost ready to achieve old timer status with us. Yeah. What color hat we gonna wear? Uh God, we gotta we gotta put a lot of thought into it. But when we get to the thirtieth year of doing this, we'll have to is it twenty twenty five, thirty years? When do you 20, become an old fire? Only twenty oh fifty. We got fifteen years to decide what color hats we're gonna wear. Uh and then Blake McCown, you are this is your third year? Is that right? Yeah, third or fourth. Third third or fourth, somewhere in there. Uh, you chose to dress yourself today like a water tower. I did. That's yep. very nice. Yep. It's it looks much cleaner and uh, spiffier than the actual water tower. Yeah, I decided. I don't to, see any chips on it. I noticed. I noticed this week that that water tower is looking pretty pretty yeah, rough. That that needs to be touched up. It's a looking little a little bit. sad. Either that or it's somebody not needs quite to, Pinsky perfect. Somebody needs to write John Deere green on it and just go all <laughs> go all in. Uh, and then we've got uh, Force Plank. Second is it the second year you've done this third. show with us. Third is the yep. third year. All right, and I, I'm still I'm still enjoying the fact that you wore your AJ Foyt shirt today. Yes. So last year I wore it out of desperation. This year there may actually be some hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's real. Mm. All right, Zach. What do we have planned? Do your do your thing. Oh, we're discussing Indianapolis 500, of course, because it's race week. Um, but first, of course, we have to thank all the people that uh, keep the lights on. Even though we turn most of them off before we start the show, but we've got some, we've got some nice lighting here, and that's uh 
Christy Avery, who's our favorite Norwex consultant, Jonathan Phillips, who's the uh, the car sales guru and is running for was it Ward two or three two City, City Council, Council Ward two Ward two and I, sh- I should know that because I go to those meetings and uh, Anthony Meyer who is uh, literally just got he's got a new gig he's going to start where he's driving across the country like every two weeks like. I think like Seattle. He's going to have a FedEx route. Yes. And I looked it up because we last week couldn't remember the name of the trucking company. A different breed. His trucking company is called <laughs> a different breed. It should be something about memes. Um, <laughs> but if you're interested in any merchandise, then check out bosshogdelivery.com and send an email or a message. And uh, we'll see what we've got going because uh, Ms. Hodger Davis has got all kinds of ideas and things she can create. On request. You may want to uh, turn Zach up a little bit. He's, he's in his mom. He's in an, He's so reserved tonight. Uh, yeah. Exhausted is what I am. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, this show is going to be a lot about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you always learn something new. Uh, also want to point out, we did get some uh, uh, a gift, Zach, on uh, the Saturday night of the or the Friday night of the Grand Prix weekend. Uh, Pat Bremer, a viewer, Pat and Speedway, as yep. the Internet knows him. Uh, he came by the campsite and he dropped off. It's on display, but I think it's actually out of the camera shot. A uh, IMS Hall of Fame museum plate, and it's an old school green with the wing and wheel logo. Good one. It's the it's the it's. I wish they still looked like this. Now they've got the now they've got the I've got it on all my cars. The the board the Borg Warner Trophy, the topper or whatever. Uh, no junk showing though. But um, it was off of his Corvair, I believe, is what it was. So it's it's got the last renewal sticker was 2004. So it's been it's been kept tucked away for many many years, but now it now it lives with us permanently at Boss Hog Studio. I just lost my plate like that last year, year before, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they cycled those out. That's my favorite plate. It's like seven years, and then they make you take the plate off of the yeah. now. Yeah, and you're just waiting. It was like a guillotine waiting to drop <laughs> when they're going to make you take off your cool IMS plate because the top of the Borg Warner is cool, but it's not recognizable. It's as a, recognizable as the wing and wheel is. The wing and wheel is a more universal symbol to me. I do think so. I've got two black vehicles and a white vehicle, and I think the black and white plate looks good on a black car or a white car. I, I have st- both of those, and both of those have those plates. So. Yeah, oh, on a black one and a white one. Yep. Yeah. Dakota, do you pay attention to the styling of your license plate compared to the vehicle? Is this is this something you consider in any way? Uh, no. <laughs> I do actually. Yeah, I've got a zoo plate on my excursion because it's tan and the zoo plate is like shades of khaki ish colors. Mm, I, have, I did specifically pick that plate for that. I have environmental I have an environmental plate on my truck. I do have a personalized plate. It says Beezer Creek. But yeah. I, I go in and try to get out of the license branch as quick as possible. <laughs> I don't go into license branch. You I order all online. mine online. On the line. Forrest, do you, do you run fancy plates? No, because you the just last get two vehicles that can. I've purchased, plates came with it, and I said, the heck with it. It's staying. Plates came with it? Carvana. Carvana, they take care of all that. They include it. Yeah. Well, you pay for it. Yeah, but it's all it's They're all not together. a Jimmy Johnson plate? They just email it to you. No, no Jimmy Johnson plate. Mm. Thank God. <laughs> I be, agree. That'd be in the wall on I-70 real quick. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into this. Has been license plate talk in Boss Hog uh, after tip talk last week. It's uh, it's great. Are you supposed to tip your BMV worker? Anybody? Anybody? All right. Uh, it's should. called taxes. They're underpaid. 
I remember seeing, I remember seeing in a, I worked for the state, seeing in a job bank, and it was like, I think that, and this was like maybe 10 years ago, but they were making like $13 an hour, which is not enough for the crap that they're dealing with at the BMV. They were not making Well, they're always unhappy, so now we know That's why. why. And they're only there like three days a week. <laughs> and they have to work on Saturdays. All right. So we have the fastest field in the history of the Indianapolis 500. Uh, there over the weekend, I I wrote eighty thousand in the show notes. I'm, I heard another figure where somebody said eighty five thousand came through over the weekend. Uh, Blake, do you have an official number? Are you are you allowed to know an official number? I have been told official numbers, but those official numbers fluctuate. But we did set records pretty much every day. So first day of qualifying, we set the record from going back to two thousand eleven. Whenever they started keeping track, uh, we have broke. Everyday records since, yeah. which is awesome. It's felt markedly busy out there it's, every every day this it's month. It's packed. I've been at gate two when gates open doing uh, traffic control and scanning tickets. Is, so. is the gate two is 16th Street? Yes. The south end? Yes. The, the main tunnel coming in? Yep. Tunnel two. All right. So, and, and we'll provide some introductions here for, for those that don't remember. So, Blake, you, you were with the track last year in a... Uh, college intern role, and now you are in charge of the interns. So, yeah. What color shirt do you get to wear now? I, I'm in blue. You're in blue. I'm in blue. You, I look like full-time, but it says college program on it, so people know I'm an intern. So last year, I was a part of the college program event staff, which is essentially you're a yellow shirt and a black polo. This year, I was lucky enough to get bumped up to being an intern, so I'm the program's intern doing a lot of the nonprofit work, and then I oversee uh, the college program as well. Does it come with any whistles or tasers? Um, golf cart, golf cart. I have my own no. golf cart. Oh, oh come on now. Don't have still a golf cart. The, the trophy. You've just got Zach's attention. Mm-hmm. He blew by me on the golf cart. Didn't offer me a ride. I didn't see you. You also saw me at my lowest point of the month. So well, you're heading from turn one down the, the front straight away. I, I, I saw Blake within the first 30 seconds of me being on the ground. Absolutely. I instantly, it's like Blake was tracking that was my car. Day one. I walked, walking I through, walked the through the plaza, the and I was like, time, what and, the hell? And that, there was Blake, and I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen him since. Yeah, no, I've not seen you. <laughs> I, I saw Zach. Uh, what was that? I saw you during the grid walk. No, we, I saw you. Like, we walked yeah, to the track, I, and Millie into Pagoda Plaza. Yeah, no, Blake. you saw me again because you're like, Speedway's turned into a job, hadn't I? I was like, yeah, yeah, because he didn't look happy. I was like, yeah, you <laughs> turned your hobby into a job, and now it's just a job. Damned it, fool. Yeah. Uh, Mike, this is your 40? Did this I hear you say this? This is my 40th race. How many races for the family? 173. Blake, Start. this is indentured servitude. I don't know if you were, if you know that. You're not allowed to have fun. You have to just go. I know. My uncle Jim Davidson started, and he had 58 years. His brother John had more than 50 years. This is my 40th. Blake's second, and Addie won. She got. She was one and done, and then moved as yep. far away from the speedway as she possibly Ed, could. Ed She's Carpenter now here this year. Ed Carpenter Racing, and she had Ed's pole in 2018, and Danny Kapatrick ruined her from the speedway. So, <laughs> so what lucky, was the first 500 for your family? Oh, in, in the 40s. The 40s or 50s. So my stepdad, he started going in 58 with his dad. I don't know when his dad. Now started Jim going. Davidson missed a couple years because of service, because he was in the service. But every year, other and um, in '82, I think the statute of limitations is out. But I was 15, and I had a Courier Times pit badge of Ernie Klotz's, 
And I, that was my first race I photographed. Um, I came back in 86 when Ray Hall won. Um, I was there in 87 with Chrysler and photographed Carol Shelby in the pace car that I now own. And then in 88, I started. Did Carol drive your pace car? Carol drove multiple pace cars that year. So yeah. potentially. Yes. We've got to look for some sort of a, it's a Seinfeld joke. Are you ready? We've got to look for a, 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 a wooden pencil. To know for sure. <laughs> Mike's first race, I wasn't born yet. Of course. Me either. If it was 82, I was not. I was also not here. Yeah, I wasn't here. It's a hell of a race. 82. Here's John Cock. I was photographing, and there was a woman that was trying to make the race that did not qualify. Desiree Wilson, and that's who I was with. And then I walked out on to qualifications. And I walked by a guy that was really cool because he was holding an umbrella. And the umbrella said Canon cameras, which is a tr- intrigued me. And I took a picture of him, and he went out and hit the wall. And it was my first fatality. It was Gordon, Gordon Smiley. Smiley. So. It was a very, right at the beginning of the month, opening yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Forrest, your family got their tickets directly from Wilbur Shaw himself, I believe. <laughs> Pretty close. So I, I think our our customer number is uh, under five thousand, and uh, so I've had the tickets for several years now. Never tried to upgrade, but I think this year may be the year that I. You've been messaging me. You, your seats are in stand E right now. Now we're in A. You're in stand A. Yep, I love the seats right in the middle of those south nine pits. Um, great, but I want to go up top. Yep. You want a little cover? Yeah. A little higher. I feel it. It's, uh, I, I've had this, I mentally, I've been having this battle with myself. I love being in turn three. Like, I love the view watching the cars come down the backstretch, and I don't think it can be beat. But at the same time, I also am on the grid at the start, you know, for the flyover and all that other stuff that's going on or race morning till they shuffle us out. And then I've got this mad dash to go from the start finish line all the way out to turn three. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's two and a half miles of walking before I do anything that day between the going to the camper, get on the grid and then back out to my seats and back two and a half miles on foot. I know a guy with a golf cart. Oh, listen, I'm not if, offering if he's if that guy is available on race <laughs> he, he morning, won't be available for anything. Chris Spangle says weirdest, most highly specific brag of all time. I got my tickets from Wilbur Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I don't see your commemorative Wilbur Shaw T-shirt. I've outgrown it. <laughs> you were you were just in diapers. It was a schmedium. He was, he was just a boy in diapers. Uh, Wilbur Shaw, of course, Dakota Davis. You know, he was from Shelbyville, Indiana. Yeah, of course I knew that. Of course he did. Yeah, he's, Dakota's our expert over here. He's going to be Googling stuff for us as he did to look things up and be the be the star. All right, Zach, tell me about the qualifying weekend. How how did how did it go? What do people need to know? And why was it exciting? Oh, um, I tried to remember. It's been. I, we had like 175 attempts over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, I think it was 84. 84. It, was, it was a record for that. So that like normally Saturday. It was 84 just on Saturday. 84 Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, just Saturday. And so uh, normally there's a lot of downtime on Saturday. As a matter of fact, they'll even open the track up for practice if no cars are in line. And that never happened. And I don't even know if it was close to happening. Like they closed it twi- a couple times for track inspection. But it was like going the whole time, which was I've never seen anything like it. It was like, like I said, there's just never a break. Um, Cause they were trying to set for people not familiar with the format. 
Um, everybody gets a run. They drew numbers the night before. And you wanted to be, if you're on the good end, you want to be in the top 12 because that means you had a shot for the pole the next day. You really want to be above 30 or above because there were 34 cars going for 33 spots. And they, so 31 through 34 had to um, try to qualify the next day to determine who was going home and to set the back, uh, set the last row. So um, a lot of people just got like RC Anderson. Everybody thought he was probably going to be on the bubble. He made one run and was done. He was, I think he probably spent the rest of his day somewhere in a polo shirt. He didn't have to worry about it too much, but uh, the Ray Hall Letterman cars, which seemed to be problematic for qualifications were really having some problems. Um, so they were kind of struggling, but for the most part, it wasn't too bad. It was cool. The weather was really cool. So like, Normally they're really big on where the draw is and who gets early. Who, it didn't really matter. I think I heard Hinchcliffe say he thought that the track and ambient temp were like within three degrees the entire day. It just didn't change, and absolutely no wind. Uh, well, Saturday was Saturday was breezy if you were standing on in the in the row CC yeah, of one of the yeah. penthouses. That was that was a strange thing. If I were, I'm trying to remember, there was a tailwind going down the front or the back straightaway on Friday for fast Friday, which is when they get increased boost. It was a tailwind going down the front straightaway on Saturday. So, um, they were going into turn one, like the fast guys were going into turn one at like 242 miles an hour. I think the day before, um, it was the back straight. They were doing like, I think somebody hit like 244 almost. Yeah. That was Pato hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so it switched up on them, but it wasn't, it was pretty Yeah. It was chipper. It was, it's like 64 degrees at noon. So bizarre on Saturday. We were freezing up in the top upper deck there, but it was uh, better than being 90 degrees. So Saturday had a had a very solid turnout. Felt it, it didn't feel crazy, crazy busy until later in the day. And I feel like Sunday's crowd also built. It, it, Sunday yeah. morning, it didn't feel, it honestly, it felt pretty quiet. And then by the time we actually got to the qualifying segment, it was it was packed. Everybody showed up at two o'clock. Yeah, I was I I went down to a uh, to walk through the garage, came back up to where my things were, and we had been like our little box had been infiltrated by other people because it was just that packed that people were just forcing their way in. Uh, so I had this eighty year old man chain smoking Marlboros behind me uh, in the stands, and I had to I, I should have called Blake. Honestly, I could have been like, Hey, Blake, get your taser around. Uh, but he told me he told me bitching about it was bullshit, and uh, and then he put his cigarette out in his nacho cheese sauce. So it was a it was a great time. Wasted the cheese sauce. Got a, I got a picture of it. Uh, he 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 left after that. He after after that segment. But uh, but he, I miss all the good stuff. You don't hang out with those peons. <laughs> although you had to have some effort to get up where we were. Although there's an elevator nearby, but we were up as high as you could get. I could see my camper from our seats, but yeah, it's a lot of steps to get up there. Yeah, my well, like one of my kids hates it. <laughs> hates it going up there. But it's like this is where we're going. I got uh up in the um spotters tower outside turn one for well, going well. going up there is legit because it was I've never been to the spotter stand, but if you go up to like the I've been up to usually I go up to the E House for lunch on Monday, but they didn't they had the whole outside closed. Um there's like a catwalk where you're out and you're hanging off the back of the grandstands. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. And I was like, oh, that makes me nervous. That crow's nest is the best place on the track. Yeah, it was it was wild. I saw uh, watch Ferrucci take his and Pato take his from up there. So let's talk about the bottom four first here. So bump hour, I guess it was. There was there was one hour of time in in the way it had shook out Saturday. 
one of the Ray Hall cars got, got herself in, Catherine Legg. So that left three, the three full-time Ray Hall cars and Stingray Rob to go for three, four, four cars for three spots. And they had essentially an hour to run as many times as they wanted to. You could keep improving your time, or you, if you were already in the field, you had to withdraw your time to get back in. So we get to the last half of that hour, and Jack Harvey is the is the car that's yeah. trying to bump his way back into the and race. Kudos to his team because that was brilliant to take the car back out for two laps at 175 mile an hour to try to cool it, cool down. the car down. So, and gave I thought him for sure when he went out that he was the sacrificial lamb of, of Ray Hall. Now, nah, he I was in a real. He's. I mean, he is in a real awkward spot though. Forrest, Forrest was texting me very salty yeah. uh, in yes. the last 15 minutes. Yes. Very very salty. He is like for for all the rumors going around. He's racing for his job because he's not had a good year. Um, he's not. It's a one year re- deal, right? He's not really. Uh, it's his second. He's in year. his final year. It's his final year. Yeah. Most time. Most of the time, you assume they're two year deal. Um, it's not. It's not gone particularly well, and they moved him out of their highest profile car into their yeah to last a, profile car. yeah to a, to a, yeah another car. Um, his performance this year though has not been out of step with the team. And I know that uh, it was someone brought up on the notes, or was it Graham? Graham was quoted during the week as saying that if the team's equipment doesn't get better, he might look to take his services elsewhere. And I know some people don't like it; he bust off the team. But short of old Stingray Rob, or being down in there, and Catherine Leg getting out of the the last row shootout was almost. And all Ray Hall Letterman landing it. I said that it's morning. A family fight. I was like, I said that morning. I was like, this could be just the four of them just duking it out to see who's the last one standing. And look, and, but Catherine got herself out of it, so she was safe. So it's kind of hard to argue with what Graham's saying. It's not like he said something and then the results weren't speaking for themselves. Like the team was struggling. They were almost the entire field was running like over two thirty, and they were struggling to get like high two twenty It's they're really having a rough. Yeah. But do you really put that out in the media? It's not hard to put out in the media when it's the team is doing terrible. Like it's it's really hard. I mean, I guess you could sugarcoat it, but it's the truth. They've been struggling for, and I think what, did he ever have to fight for his job? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. He didn't race for, he hasn't raced for, he hasn't raced for his dad the whole time. He, he had, he, he went, when when Newman Haas went away, Graham had to find his sponsorship and put something together and brought that Chip Ganassi Racing. So he absolutely had to fight for his job. Brought Service Central together and they created teams for him. And, and then he, he was, was without a job and, when he went to Briar Reinbold. And then he was completely out of work. He he did a race at Briar Reinbold. He did some races at Sarah Fisher Racing. Uh, and then there was a year where Ray Hall really didn't have a seat for him either. So he ran the Kim Kardashian car. Uh, at the 500, I think he ran top 10 in that in a part-time effort. So, yeah, I, Graham really has had some gaps or some lean years. Also, in the last decade, you know, yeah, it's been very solid on in the 15 car. But I, I would say that he, the guy paid his dues. He got he won a race very early. You know, he's driving a Newman Haas car at 18, 19 years old. But then after the reunification, it got real dry for him for a while. I think functionally he's the marketing arm of that team. Because I think I've even seen, and I don't see anything that Bobby's doing because I know those guys are a lot of times diversified in what they're doing. But like last I knew, but he hasn't posted about it as much. Graham was a franchise owner within the service central organization. Like he owned multiple locations of their businesses. They have a couple of different like subsets that are under that. 
And so, yeah, I think he's the marketing arm. So if I were him, I would be a little frustrated if you're running out hustling, getting all these sponsors, and then they're hiring all these engineers. And I think that they'd made a mistake that Schmidt Peterson made a couple years ago. And Schmidt Peterson made, it was in, was the year that Hinch didn't make the race. They hired a, a engineer, a very good engineer out of WEC or the sports European cars, sports cars. European sports cars, Lena Gate, who's the, I think was the head engineer for Audi, I believe. Um, and they came to Indy and they didn't have anything for Indy because their head engineer had never engineered an oval before. So in the off season, Ray Hall and Lanigan hired an engineer from Formula One who's never engineered an oval before. And then they show up to Indy and they don't have anything. And you compare that with Foyt. Foyt's engineer is Michael Cannon, who engineered the last two pole cars yep. for Scott Dixon at Chip Ganassi Racing. And that's how much people are like, well, how much does the engineer matter? An engineer matters that much. Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan was, has been relevant in the last couple of years. Foyt has not been relevant at the Speedway for a while. Tony Kanon did as well for him as anybody could. They hired one engineer, and they took a rookie into the Fast 12 with Benjamin Peterson on one run. He didn't have to go back out again. So that engineering, especially at the Speedway, is huge. And so I think that they just Ask they screwed Fernando. that up. I mean, what? ask Fernando. Alonso. Oh yeah. Well, there's also a paint booth problem there. Yeah. They had a car that wasn't ready because it was the wrong color. But yeah, they they didn't. That was just engineering. They were an inch off and ride high. Smart, smart people in the right places. And you don't have those kind of problems. But. Yeah, Michael Cannon. I mean, and if you if you're a patron, you've got uh, you've got the show notes and there's some links there. But Michael Cannon, he he's a he monster. Was, he was also the same guy that had Dale Coyne at the front of the field. Yeah. You know, J- Sebastian Bourdais was on a essentially a pole run when he broke his yeah. pelvis and, and stuffed it into turn two. He was like uh, a mile and a half an hour faster than the field. Than everybody. That was insane. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. And then he pulled, they pulled a backup car out and James Jakes had a car that was, you know, could yeah. run with the lead pack as a backup car. It was James Davison. James. Yes. I'm sorry. James Davison. Uh, James Jakes. Dig it into. The- <laughs> he was my last autograph to get that. Year. <laughs> dig it into the archives for James Jakes. Ja- James Jakes, the acorn stair lift. Yeah. Uh, I remember that Schmidt one. Peterson. How do you remember that? Man, like, I can tell you. I saw Jay Howard yesterday. Jay yeah. Howard's everywhere, man. Jay yeah. Howard is very He pulled active. up in his uh, beautiful Mercedes. He was like, I'm just going to the museum. And I was like, well, you got to buy a ticket. And then, <laughs> but I was like, oh, you're James. I was like, he was like, yeah, like, how you doing? I'm like, he's building, great to see you. He's building his own like grassroots HMD motorsports. Like he's a Good. driver development guy. Yeah. I, I asked, guy. I was like, you still like in, in a car at all? He goes, eh, we'll see. But I was like, he came out of lights, didn't he? Yeah, he. Uh, we. This yeah. is the. This is like the third time we've talked about him on the show this month. Yeah. Uh, but busy. yeah, he he was the uh, he was in that Sarah Fisher Sarah Fisher team as well. Struggled to finally get his first start, but he he did get a few of them. He was uh, the one that sent Scott Dixon a hundred feet in the air. inverted yeah. in the Mount Comfort RV Honda. <laughs> true, it's true. He had the Camping World car. Uh served him right. All right, so bottom four happens. Graham Ray Hall is sitting on the bubble. Jack Harvey makes about three attempts in the last 20 minutes on a car that was warm. They basically took a little bit more front wing out of it, put new sticker tires on, get to get him out on track. Gun goes off. He has two laps that aren't fast enough. Third lap at speed. All of a sudden he finds a mile an hour, runs his fourth lap and it beats the boss man by about eight inches on track. I don't think it was, I saw a picture. I think that it was like point zero zero. Or four seconds. Four four seconds. I think I saw a picture where they outlined it, and it was the difference between the front 
wing and the tip of the nose cone, which is like about that. It was so close. Over 10 miles. So I will say that Zach's family put together a Indy 500 pool that weekend of who's going to be the pole sitter and who's going to get bumped. And I put a hurting yeah. on the family <laughs> because yeah. I had, I picked both exactly. We had right. an office pool and I, yeah. got my, my, I was my, the only one that took, Polo. After the, I took Polo and Ray Hall after the first day. Cause he did on Saturday after the first day, my, my bookie uncle and his wife were the only two that were out. Like none of their picks. <laughs> they had were nobody still, in the top. And all their people were, were in the, the, 13 to 30, so none of them were eligible for a pole or a thing. So, yeah, so they hedged their else. bets on Penske and there was a, ready. There was, I don't know, I don't know who they looked like. There was a lot of Sato and a lot of Ilot at the time because Ilot at that point, I think they were. I, I had Ilot, a lot of confidence. I didn't that think Ilot was going to. Because it was. I saw was Marshall it, posted that they were changing chassis. So it was, was a like, Friday okay, night. Yeah, it. they yeah. changed chassis on Friday night. Yeah. So, because um, evidently that, I mean, they spent a lot of time. Uh, honing a car that was evidently a pile of garbage in April. Uh, they answer, put all their money in Cappuccino. That car is gorgeous. That's the that, most beautiful race yeah, car I've ever car. seen. It's, uh, Augustine Cappuccino. He ruined his yeah, name for me just now. Be quiet <laughs> over there. Uh, his car is basically a, a version of the Argentine national so- flag and national soccer jersey. It's beautiful. Powder blue and white. Powder blue. It's, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. That's a great looking car. And he's a great dude. In in the pool that nobody cares about, uh, Zach's uncle took Newgarden and Enderson, and his aunt took Carpenter and Eilat. So both of them Those made, aren't made the horrible. You know what, though? Carpenter's a solid bet yeah. for a pole run. Yeah, and, and Enderson was Super Bowl. a solid bet to like potentially to, be bumped potentially because miss. he yeah. missed it two years ago, but he was he just put it in the field pretty solidly, so. So I don't think they're giving RC Anderson enough credit. No, he's a great driver. He's a, he's a very good driver. And the effort that they had two years ago with, with the chassis when it was Top Gun racing were so ill prepared compared to what they have here. They hired the, one of the guys that was a Foyd engineer years ago is looking over the RC, the able yeah. motorsports car. And, and he hasn't put a wheel wrong all month. And no, you don't expect him to win the race. No, he's probably going to finish 25th, but he qualified a solid 25th and earned his way into the race. Absolutely. So it's a spectacular story. And it's a, if you look at all of the cars that are, that are at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this month, there are 33 cars that come from top tier efforts. They're either, you know, Dry and Reinbold is where 30 years ago Team Menard was. It's a part time effort that shows up just for the Indy 500 every year, but they have a really well prepared race car and they're solid. And you know their cars are going to be okay. And they were again this year. Everybody else runs a full series schedule. Or it's maybe an extra car. Or Able Motorsports has been an IndyCar team for a week. And they, they stuck the car in the show. Like that. Absolutely. And nothing nothing good things to say there. Uh, so I picked the bumped car. I also last week on the show picked Alex Pillow for pole. So I said, I'm going to stick with this all the way through. Alex had, he, I think he was like 7th or 8th in the, in the first twelve. Yeah. Which co- copy carried him through to the fast six. He ran a two thirty five and change in the morning uh, with a little bit of a toe, trimmed it out, and he stuck it on pole with a two thirty five first lap, two thirty five six first yeah. lap, insane fastest fastest pole qualifying run in the and history. Wasn't of the race. even close to the wall coming out of four. It looked I mean, completely completely under control. It was easy. Yeah, the, the fast twelve easy. runs were were I think I'm. Um, like I don't know if people would approach it. Rossi sat on top of that group in the morning for for like hours. Yeah, for like I mean, it was a long. It was we're just like who would have thought this? Just sitting up there, and then he yeah he didn't get knocked off until the very end of the day 
when Felix Rosenquist, who I don't think anybody would have said, oh, yeah, this guy's going to throw down, and he threw down four monster laps to, to bump him out. And it wasn't good for him. It got, just got him into the fast six, but I don't think anybody saw Arrow McLaren being like the heavy hitters at any point, really. They knew they'd be competitive. I don't think anybody saw they won't make the fast six, but for for the for I mean Rossi spent the whole morning yeah. just sitting at the top to of go the one two four seven yeah, or whatever they were standpoint they were dominant yes. yeah yeah and and Rosenquist did his run in the middle of a bunch of people trying to make other runs that couldn't do anything and Ross, and he went out and just threw one down it, it really the the weather was interesting because you kind of saw the haves and the have nots because there were almost no excuses and so you think well maybe the track's going away and then somebody would pop out. On Friday, on Saturday, and to throw big laps down, and you're like, "Well, nope, it's there." It's just some some people need to find it, some people don't, and that's a real that's a strange thing in Indy where some teams have it and other teams don't. So mm-hmm. Sunday night, but the haves and have nots is like four mile an hour. Yeah, it's an incredibly tight field. It, every, everybody's had this chassis since 2012. There've been a couple of body updates throughout Chevy and Honda. There is no bad engine. You've got the parts and pieces, and you are working absolutely just on the on the edges to try to find any, any gaps. My other takeaway from first day was Renus VK. They blow a hole in the header, catch the car on fire, thrash, put it back together. He gets back in that car with nothing. No, you know, is this car going to stay together? Is it not going to stay together? Yep. And just dominates the best car for the car, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's second. Yeah, he's he's the only one that got through the uh, got through the fast twelve, and then yeah, stuck in the middle of the front row. Um, and somebody said that he might have a record now for like consecutive front row starts or something like amongst that. the Dutch. No, I think period. <laughs> like because he, he's a, he's just always up there. Yeah, he just he's he comes off as the kind of guy that is he thinks he's invincible. And so he'll go out there, and Sato seems to be the same way. Although I don't know how Sato's like that at that age, because like it seems like every time Sato goes out, you're like, okay, on which lap is he going to drift it and brush the wall with his right rear tire, Takuma and then Sato, drive through it like it didn't happen? I just look at Takuma Sato and go, this guy's going to be 67 years old, still driving Indy cars and winning, and and and, and just absolutely an ace at the 500. And he's going to go full sail into turn one. Doesn't matter yeah, who's yeah. in his way. Yeah, but I mean, like. Driving, he's driven for literally every Honda team, which is also spectacular. Like a couple times a year, like oh, here's the video of him coming off two, drifting, just a little, just a little tap of the wall with the right rear, and but he never lets he, up. He and missed two he, by like three. And a lot inches. of times he picks up speed those laps. Yeah. Like you think, well, he's gonna he'll lost a little bit there. And he doesn't. He's he drifts into the wall in two because he goes into one on the outside yeah. of everyone. Yeah. So watching the chat here, Ron Milford says he remembers when there were more than thirty four, and that made it more exciting. It's true. Uh, I think this format really does to be successful. It needs 35 to 37 cars to really make sense. Uh, and I, I wish they would get there, but until they get another engine manufacturer, this is, this is probably what you're going to get. But I think even with this format, had you not had all those Ray hall cars for that last row, there would have been more activity in that hour. Yeah, <sighs> probably. But w- the problem is, is that when it's designed this way, you have to pull your time. Your, your car sits there until you're bumped out. So when there's 34 cars, one car is on the outside. The car on the outside was Harvey. He was the only one that was going to make any changes or do anything to his car, unless you want to be absolutely insane, like Joseph Newgard was on Saturday. Pull your time from the field and then attempt to requalify. Otherwise, you're taking a qualified car out of the Indy 500, which, if you ask Paul Tracy, is a kind of a stupid thing to do. <laughs> you ask Paul Tracy anything. Do you follow his Instagram? Totally different. No. Do you follow his race. Instagram? No. 
Do you have Instagram I, on your phone? Yeah, I do. I, I'm not. Pull up, pull up Paul not, Tracy's Instagram. I am quick. not putting uh, anything and, that man says into and, my brain. And then just oh, it's not. It's just uh, the pictures are disturbing enough. It's it's, it's not. Even, I, I remember the, the rain he went on last related. year. It's all very troubling. No, no, all right, his personal license. So 33 cars. We sent Graham Ray Hall home. That's the way Sunday ended. Zach, you went to the track on Monday. What happened? Uh, sitting there watching practice from pit lane, and all of a sudden you see there's cars on the wall. And it first is first accident of the month. Yeah, first accident of the month. They've been this remarkable. And people were like were at this point whispering it, like, oh, it's been a clean month. Because you're the waiting. The past for two it. years have been you're, that way. you're waiting for it because usually somebody steps out. Just talking point. about the no hitter. Yeah. You're just like because well, and in some ways you're kind of scared <laughs> because a lot of times you'll get a guy like um Kurt Bush. Kurt Bush had an accident in one of the practices. Yeah. <laughs> mother and daughter, Blake. Yeah. That's a mother and daughter. Oh. A match set. Holy shit balls, Jack Harvey. <laughs> that was gutsy. Like, what the? But, That's a skyline three-way. But uh, So Catherine Lay. double doggy. So, and, and I'm going to put together a couple different things. That She's my angel. Is that, wow. Plastic, Blake. <laughs> Not carbon fiber plastic. No. Thanks, man. Cheap, cheap injection molded plastic. Um, mm, yeah. But. And she I, says I'm not. I'd heard an interview with R.C. Enerson. So Catherine Leg had get, run into the Does back of uh, Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson. She got out of the car fine. Stephen Wilson had to be backboarded out of the car. Um, and some people were trying to kind of give her some flack. She immediately took responsibility for the accident. She apologized to, to the family, to the team, everything. I did hear an interview with R.C. Enerson where he said this that uh, the same thing almost happened to him. He almost put his car on the wall because when they're practicing like full field, which is what they do on Monday. Monday is a, it's an they're old race and they're all out there they're and they are shuffling around, but they will slow down it's completely unpredictable and they will shuffle around to get into different positions to see how their cars are in the lead third, fourth, whatever they did that. And it, cause Enerson said he got into third gear in a turn where he had been flying. Same thing happened to her. She's in a six-speed gearbox. Yeah, six-speed gearbox where they don't get out of five. Well, they don't get out of, yeah, they're just, they should be just sitting on it, um, sitting on the throttle. She was too close to Stefan, didn't see him check up, hits him. He hits the wall almost head on. Like, there wasn't a lot of damage behind the, the front bulkhead of that car. I haven't heard the radio at all, but I, I, I do question. She's She is the part-time Ray Hall car. I wonder if she had a spotter in her ear saying, hey, backing up, backing up, backing up. Yeah. If no, she had any notice at all, who was stacking up. Because she's a capable driver. Some people like to take a crack. She's only a female, but she is a capable driver. She's been around since the Champ Car days. And there is absolutely no conspiracy theory when you're oh, at did, somebody mentioned, miles. Yeah. You can't be. Um, no, but that guy smoking behind me on, on Saturday, Sunday, I guarantee you he blamed it. because Raise hail, driver. praise Dale, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's been around since the cart days. She, it's the first 510 years, but she's a... She's a hell of a race car driver. So they backboard Stefan Wilson out. We don't hear anything. Turns out that he has a, I think it's a compression fracture. He has a fracture in his spine. He can't race. Um, that lit the IndyCar internet world on fire. Speculation. Now Speculation. all of a sudden we've got 30. We, we have an empty seat on Monday night going into the Indy 500. Yeah. And um, so everybody's first guess was probably going to be Jared Hildebrand. That seat. That's, I, I I almost put money on because he's a Hildebrand he, was in town. Had passed it. He made it very public that he had passed his medical earlier in the month. Picture and of his, driven for dryer. I took a picture of his times. gear. There were there Chevy. were rumors that he was going to get in another car because maybe somebody else's check yeah, had yeah, cleared. Yeah, yeah, there were yeah there were some. Yeah, he's the only one who wouldn't have had to take the rookie test, right? 
Uh, anybody would have, would have had to take, to take the refresh. refresh would have. Yeah, yeah, because Marco has to take the refresh. Yeah, he made it seem like he was also in town with his gear for a reason. Like, yes, there were. Yeah, some- he's running Carb Night at uh, at Lucas Oil. Yeah, but, I mean, well, but he was at, like, <laughs> he it indicated that he was on the verge of having a deal like two weeks ago, and it just disappeared. Um, so everybody kind of thought, yeah, he's driven for Dry and Rybold. He's been a Chevy guy the whole time. Um, nearly all, has an Indy 500 win. Nearly has an Indy 500 win. Iconic. Yeah, Should have. Like, he's, yeah. And, and handled it with all the grace and all the class that anybody who's been repeatedly asked about it every He's one of my favorites to talk to. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He talked to me about baseball when I was 11 for like 10 minutes. Yeah, he's like, like he's, he's just a great dude. Um, I would thought that that's probably who it was going to be. Destroyed his MCL when he was practicing with the troops when he had the National Guard sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. Just a cool guy. Um, and then some people, then there's a lot of people in the 500 fans who like to cling to like 50 year ago rules. And they're like, well, Graham's the first alternate. Well, there's not a first alternate. And they're like, well, the car qualifies, not the driver. Nope, not, that's not really true either. Um, the team's just going to do what they're going to do. But people will start mentioning, well, Graham, and I did not think that it was possible for Graham Ray Hall to get in this car because he's a Honda guy. He's been a Honda guy for his for as long as I can remember. I'm not sure who his Newman Haas engine provider was. but That'd be Ford. It was yeah. a single. Toyota, it was, yeah. So, I think it was a single but, Cosworth supply back then. But in the modern era, he's been a Honda guy, and this car is a Chevy. And apparently, they had a deal inked for him to drive the car before the night was out. Like, he didn't even have to lose sleep. And they announced this morning that he's going to drive that car. And I, I think the takeaway that I got from li- listening to the press conference, Don Cusick, who is the uh, – he's kind of the financial backer that Steph Wilson – connected with to to yeah. come to the speedway they partnered with Brian Reinbold and Dennis Reinbold listening to them talk and listening to to Graham talk in this press conference this morning it really was a quick decision of hey Chevy and Chevy and Honda are both racers and they want to see the best Indy 500 they could they said we're not going to have any objections you guys do it and there's a pretty real relationship between the Wilson family and the Ray Hall family going back to we talked about Graham driving for Newman Haas when with he was Justin. a champ car, and he was teammates with Justin Wilson. Um, and then when Justin lost his life in 2015, the the Wilson Children's Fund had some massive fundraisers that were put together by Graham, who was, who was trying to look after that family. So I think that dovetailed in a way that made a lot of sense for us. And in the old days, that manufacturer battle would have never allowed that to happen. I mean, it didn't allow it with Tony Stewart when he wanted to come back and get in an AJ car. It never allowed that to happen. And for that to happen to me was a really, really great thing. And the other thing you have to look at this is poor Steph Wilson. Yeah. You know, Stefan Wilson has gone through hell in a handbasket at Indianapolis. Um, you know, he's. He got bumped. Up. He got removed from the race essentially for a seat for Fernando Alonso. Correct. And he had all of his sponsorship in line and everything else. And Michael said, we're going to bring you back the next year. And he did and made good on his word. But Steph has worked his butt off to put the money together to get in that car. And for him to not get to ride in it is tragic. Yeah, well, we were talking hard. earlier about Ray Hall going out and getting the sponsorships together for the ride. Steph Wilson has done that. Right. Yeah, he's there. he's built relationships. We talked about it. So last year, if you guys uh, if you guys remember our episode last year, Steph was the car that was the gnarly jerky that we did on Patreon, 
uh, and we talked with Steph and had a, had a great time. And I, you know, I, I talked to him on Friday of this week on pit road about the car, about the race, getting ready. Um, I just, one of the nicest guys in, in, Absolutely. in uh, super, just, just an incredible human. Uh, and very easy to spot by the way, cause he's like six, five. He's I, the tallest I took, person a, I took a picture of him yesterday. I guess it would have been afternoon because there's nothing going on in the morning. Because he's the only guy that normally when you walk around the pack, you see a group of people, you're like, oh, somebody signed autographs. You have to walk up and like hold your phone up and take a picture down to see who it is. You don't have to with Stephen Wilson because he's taller than everybody he's signing autographs for by a head. He's six foot four. Um, his injury was kind of interesting. Like, I don't know what the, the nature was because that car was literally built for his brother because his brother had a compression fracture during a really innocuous looking. It wasn't even an accident. He went off at mid Ohio and ran up over a road where they have like alternate courses, kind of like we're at Newcastle motorsports park. If you ever look at from above, there's all these different alternate routes and he just ran up over the top of it. And just the bump from beneath broke his back um, or gave him a compression fracture. So was, you heard that with Stephanie, you're like, man, that family just big guys in tiny cars. But yeah, apparently he's his is in a different part of his back, but they said, you know, he feels fine. There was the hospital had said that there's no serious issues. Um, but he's he, not able to drive. He did an Instagram video today. So hopefully he'll heal up, yeah. be back next year. And, and, and he may and, be one of the most approachable guys in the paddock. And it's funny, the local tie, but every time he talks to me, he wants to talk about Jack's Donuts. I mean, he's just a great guy. Just a great guy. He All gave right. me a uh, filet at the Ferrari Challenge last year. <laughs> he does some driver coaching for real yeah. people. Yeah. It was great. Great steak. All right, let's uh, let's talk. We got the field set. Let's talk about the traditions. What you guys do? Three hundred and fifty thousand people. I think that the stat we saw today that Jake Query was running around with was that one in every one thousand people in America will be at the racetrack this weekend. Right, the so, entire metropolis of St. Louis is going in and out of the speedway in six hours. What Forrest, What's race day look like for the Plank family? What do you guys do? What's your I, I assume you do. You, do you do the same thing every year, or does it is it is it always different? What's what's well, race day look like? Since 2016, it's been the same thing every year. Um, in line for the, the cannon to go off, go into the infield, and then hang out. So fire, once you do that, you can never the, come back out. You can't hang out with the campers. No, fire up the grill, um, walk around, see the sights, mosey our way over to our seats before they they close the gate at the south end of the pit. So. That way we don't have to go all the way down to the north end of Tower Terrace to go under. And what time do they close that gate? What's your goal? I think it's around eleven o'clock when they close the gate. I didn't know they even opened that gate. Yes, yeah, so you can walk across the track there at the south end of the pits. And I've never been there. Like that's the, I don't go in early. My goal has been during the Florence Henderson years is to get there after Florence's performance. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't a Florence Henderson fan. Um, don't care if she rests in peace. And. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've never seen that. Like it to be, be really interesting when you're like to walk, I thought about, man, I find, need to find a way to like walk around and see what's going on in the track in the morning. Cause I don't get to see that. So when I go with my parents as a kid, it was always get there early. We never parked inside the track with my family. We always parked at Dollich crane on Polko street, about a half mile South of the track, wander around outside, then make our way in. And then as I started getting older and going on my own, um, Somebody with me didn't want to go to the track at the butt crack of dawn, so we had find a way to get there later, which at the time I had a motorcycle. So you have that motorcycle parking inside turn one. You just dodge in and out of traffic on 16th Street, and you roll in 10.30, 11 o'clock, and 
park That's the way bike, to do it. Walk to your seat. Yeah. That is and then, cheating. And then you're That's the first awesome. one out out of the infield after the race because they hold the traffic for an hour and the first ones out of the infield are all the motorcycles, the motorcycles that are lined and 16th up. Sixteenth Street is wide open, so it's kind of fantastic. But you miss all the the pomp and circumstance of the pre race festivities. But now what we get in, uh, get the early walk around, taking the sights, and make our way up to the seats. But my race day tradition since 2016. And it will be as long as as my daughter is still my little girl is getting a picture of us walking together, holding hands somewhere near Gasoline Alley. So your daughter is at West Point. She is. Is she going to be back this year for the race? So West Point graduates on Saturday afternoon. The cadets are released within two hours following graduation. And she has a 7 o'clock flight out of Newark back to Indy Saturday night. So she's going to make it. So she will make it. That is spectacular. Yeah, she actually has. A, she let me know a special request that she has for uh, the year that she graduates, but not. I'll keep that one under wraps for now. She uh, is she coming in uniform? No, she <laughs> she makes it as far off a post as she can in uniform, and then she's in civilian clothes because that's what she longs for is to be in civilians. There you go. All right, Mister Blake, what's what's race? You, you, now you've got a blue shirt on. What's 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 race day going to look like this year? So. 3 a.m. is when I have to clock in. So, yeah, <laughs> most likely sleeping in the car so, in the admin line. So, partying uh, in the coke line to 1.30? Yeah. yeah you don't well, for- see, it's a 3 a.m. shift to whenever I get sent home, which it says on my schedule, 6.30. There's enough Red Bull and five-hour energy to keep you through. Yeah, You're see, young. I Blake, don't how, like how, that. How much does the college program think, oh, my God, please don't have any rain to push this back two or three hours? I mean, <laughs> look, I, I, I don't care. Podcast, I, I love, I absolutely love it. Like I'm there for it. Like let's do it. But yeah, I'm 3 a.m. Call time. My responsibilities on race day. I check in the nonprofit groups right there at the North 40, 4 a.m. Check in for 700 plus nonprofit, uh, people coming to fundraise workers. I'm not concessions. I am like the people scanning tickets at gates or ushers and grandstands. Yeah. So that's been my job. So that's how the track staffs up is that they find churches, they find band booster organizations. What I brought to the table this year, it was actually an idea from old Mikey over there. Um, There's a database on the IHSA website of every single athletic department. And for three weeks straight, I sent an email to every athletic director. And that was, I got, almost a hundred people like just myself, which is absolutely like it made me feel great. Like helping out. Absolutely. But, um, and, yeah. the, and the, basically that will benefit those organizations. Yes. They get a per day, uh, per person rate. And I mean, they can come out, it's a 12 hour day, but you can get your fundraising done in one day. So, uh, yeah, 4am check-in, which is going to be interesting. Then we got to shuffle the numbers around, get everybody to, post before um bomb goes off so do those people all park in the north 40 yes. as well yep so it's going to be a madhouse up there so they've got two hours to get to their post shuttle on the trams or golf carts or whatever yep to get everybody at their gate in or time grandstand or grandstand or wherever the they're going to be goes off. so it's uh and are you fitting them all in yellow shirts as well uh so they have black t-shirts that say ims guest experience on the back of them and then they get the beige hat, like every yellow shirt or college programmer wears. Wow. 
Yeah. So it it's it's quite the project. My boss is amazing. She absolutely kills it every year. Well, this is her second year, but has absolutely killed it. So So will you get to watch the race? Or will you um, be on the golf cart so triaging? That is they said park your golf cart an hour and a half before the race and stay. So I, I will be there for green flag. The spot where everybody goes is uh, right south of the pagoda, right there by the grandstand on Gasoline Alley Suites. Yep. There's a little ADA station there, and that's really just where all – you'll see probably 100 blue shirts just standing there, pre-race ceremony, fly over. Um, I most likely will be on the grid for uh, a grid sweep, fly over, all that stuff, but I'll make it up there for green flag. You'll be on the grid sweep to throw me out of there. Yeah. So, all right. It's the flyover this year. I haven't seen. I don't think it's been announced. They have announced it. Yeah. yeah. All, the the two announcement the, the today's announcement was that Kyle Rand is going to wave the green flag. I haven't seen a pace car driver announced. That either. I think that's coming tomorrow. I heard I yeah, heard been, a lot of people have been asking about the flyover. Problem is they've had two really awesome ones. JD Ellis said it's going to be And a it's right, on the badge this year. A right so. flyer. Uh Dakota, you're going to watch from uh, the campground? Uh no. <laughs> Are you coming? No, no. He's going to wait for the replay. Have you been to one? Yeah, just wait. No, he bought tickets no, one year. I did he buy st- tickets, yeah. He decided he would rather do a poker run. Dakota <laughs> has yet yep. to attend. On a golf cart. There's not even a poker run this year. I'm still not going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How, Zach, how are you friends with him? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's but, just going to stay yeah. home and eat octopus chips. He can do yeah. whatever he wants. It's I know, but like, you got to you got to do it once. It's his day. You just got to do it once. One of these years, I'll get him. I Honestly... So I, I've had this discussion for the last two years, and Zach and I think agree on it. The month of May, the beginning of the month is the best part of the month. It, there's this inverse relationship. As all of the idiots continue to show up throughout the month, the track experience gets worse. Yeah. See, that's kind of what I'm... As you guys have talked about it, that's what I've thought the er- I would rather do sometimes go to yeah, come, practices or go to the Grand Prix or something. Yeah. Instead y- you of need to come early and, and enjoy the track and, and be able right. to walk around and, and actually meet people. But you need stuff. to feel what we all feel. I have feel. been to the track. Uh, but by the, the brickyard. So yeah, that's not something. the same. But by the time <laughs> you get to race weekend, close. carb day is half miserable and race Race weekend is a sl- like race. The Indy 500 is a is a human ex- experience, but it's a slog. I, I dealing with all the people. I literally like, have a very different experience than Forrest. I walked directly to my seats, and like one year, I think I was trying to find something for sale, and so I wandered into Pagoda Plaza after the race. I'd never done that before, but it's straight to my seats and straight back to the camper afterwards. Because and even then is a struggle because. Where I get kicked out onto the street is north of where I'm going, and there's this huge straightaway, and I'm the same in swimming against this. You camp outside turn four, and your seats are in turn four. But slightly south. So I'm slightly south of turn four. So, yeah, I I have to make a decision when I get to an intersection. Which way do I run and walk against the entire mass of humanity? (laughs) They all are all going a different way because they're all going to the coke lot. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I, I went to the practice yesterday. I took a half day. This is only like two hour practice, and I'm trying to, to bunker a little bit of time. But I was like soaking it up because it's kind of the diehard nerd people that show up on Monday. And I'm like, this is my last day of really enjoying like just walking around and not hearing somebody ask where Kyle Bush's car is or like Dale Jr.'s car or something. Cause that's literally the kind of people 
that will be at the track on carp day is this in the, in the garages, this is corporate people that they own something. They've got decent money. And so they got given a pass. I was doing crowd control for Kathleen, Le- Catherine leg when she, her car came back after the crash. And there were three photographers in Canon vests that go, uh, where's Catherine's garage standing right next to it. buddy. <laughs> they had never seen anything. And I was, yeah, that's about accurate. Yeah. So and, oh, so Mike, tell us you're you are the forty year media veteran of the group. What does race day look for Mike McCown? Um, do, you, do you wake up with Blake at one in the morning and drive in? No, I used to go in at midnight when I was parking inside before, and then go take pictures of the crazy drunks on Georgetown. Um, but I'll probably leave at three from here. Get there at four and go to sleep in the gladiator for an hour. Get up 10 minutes before the bomb goes off. Um, I don't, I am the first photographer at the North End, and there is a hole or a room underneath the grandstand that I pull my little red wagon full of all my equipment down there and my fire suit and everything. I usually just chill out. I go and I eat breakfast and and wear shorts and a t-shirt and get ready. And then about I have a photography meeting every race morning that they say you can't go out on track while the cars are running and a lot of really bright stuff that people don't think about. Um, and then I go down and usually an hour and a half prior, I suit up and tie the fire suit around my waist and do the grid walk and see who I see and do what I do. You try to get some pictures with some celebrities and some people watching as, as yeah. that's going along. Yeah. You know, I I've done really well in that. I had one in sports illustrated of Russell Crowe one year walking down there and met Muhammad Ali one year, which was my childhood idol. And, you know, um, George Bush one year, and you know, I, I've done some pretty good stuff down there. So 2003, George Bush. George Bush was a guest of Tom Kelly. Yeah. yeah. His uh, Secret Service quickly cleared me out of the way when I rounded the corner in the garage area. Yeah, you and look I, suspicious. I wanted to step in front of him and take a picture. That does not happen. He could have no. been hurt. That was yes. the first Indy 500 I attended in person. Okay. Was the was one George Bush attended. Okay. That's how I have that rapid recall. Okay. Yeah, they all run together to me. I, I know one year they gave me the yup guy from storage wars and I was really upset because the Kardashians were there that year. So, but no, I, I get ready to go. Um, usually by the time it's back home again, Indiana, I'm down at my post, fire suited up, ready to sweat. Um, go through about six or eight bottles of Gatorade before I go out and usually lose 10 to 15 pounds during the race. And you're just watching turn four to see what's coming off it. I like to listen to my scanner. Um, you know, if there's somebody crying that their car's not handling, they're wanting to come in. I've got a foot tap going and I know how many taps before they get back around to me. Um, and I'm waiting for something to happen. You know, I've, I've had a lot of. Very Cause Graham Harry Ray Hall's crashed off turn four many times. Yes. <laughs> not as, not as many as Jimmy kite and Scott sharp, but yeah, we've, we've had our Billy boat. We've had a lot of that down there. So, all right. Uh, yeah, my race, my race day tradition keeps changing. What I've done as I've, as I've aged, uh, and, and gotten a little bit more gray hair and a little less hair on top has changed because I was that infield crowd in turn, t- turn three 
for a long time. And as they've shrank turn three and made the experience more and more painful, uh, we've started to move out to the grandstands and started to camp with the, uh, with the Bertram contingent out in uh, lot six. Now we, uh, now this is the second year we've done the sponsorship. So we're on the grid and it's, it's all this walking, which is spectacular. But you know, now, now we've got this, we, we drop our back, our coolers off in the garage area, run out to the grid, enjoy that for as long as we can go back to the garage and then try to flag Blake down on the golf cart this year to run me back up to the, uh, to the North end. So uh, are they cold passes for race day? Uh, yes. So yeah. Th- that is the hands down best race day experience. Yeah. So we can do, no, it's not. We well, can, we can do for the common, for folk. the non media. <laughs> we, we can, we can get in the garage area on race day and we can be, we're on the grid. So pit road and on the grid. On race day, so I was down there last year with some members of Scott Dixon's crew that we that we had met through uh, through Zach and the fam. Uh, I was down there. I looked at the, uh, you know, I got to see the the. I, I saw Marcus Erickson race morning. I took a picture with Will Power's brother in Gasoline Alley. I mean, it was it was spectacular. Um, so yeah, can't wait, can't wait to do it again. Can't wait to give big Alex Pillow a big hug before the race. And, and you know the tradition. Everybody has a different tradition, and that's what makes Sixteenth and Georgetown what it is. Um, you know, I can, I was talking to Blake about it yesterday, you know, Art Pollard and all of those guys that have died in turn four, they still have family that come down there race morning, you know, and probably grandkids that didn't even know the grandfather that died on the front stretch, you know, but, but they, they still have them there. It's just, it's an amazing event with amazing family tradition, and everybody has a different one. I, I love to take people who have never been. Oh, yeah. Just That's been my highlight of my month so far is, hey, it's our first time. Where do we go? Hop on How the golf cart. How much time do you have? Yeah. Yeah, no, and- like where I've been taking them is the South Vista right there where the big gain bridge. Uh, yep. Right I've been taking them right two. there, right there at the short shoot putting them right up against that fence and just watching their face. I, as walked, the cars. I walked one of my kids down there. Yeah, I mean, it's just, the wall, that's so. the, that's like a, a lot of people don't know about that area. First yeah. few races I attended, those were the seats that we had. Yep. Um, so I mean, it's the, just 94 when Stan Fox hit the wall. 95. On, on came out. One. Yeah, so I was sitting there and scared the hell out of me. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean, the first timers, like I love it. Like, you're, you have no idea what you're about to be in store for, and it's it's great. All right, so let's talk predictions. What we think is going to happen. This is where we uh, we say, hey, who's got a chance to do something well? What teams are we worried about? In Coming the notes, off, I'm defending my title over here. In, in the notes, I noted that Penske is now the fourth tier Chevrolet team. They are obviously behind Aaron McLaren. They're behind Foyt. And uh, they're definitely behind Ed Carpenter Racing. They're not on race day. They're the fourth tier Chevy team. No way. But at least it's not jo- 95 for Penske. Joseph Newgarden is wasting his career at Team Penske. No <laughs> way. <laughs> oh, goodness. I do think that come race day, the biggest struggle for Foyt is going to be pit stops. And you have to do what is like eight of them, eight or t- eight to ten of them or something like that. I think that's where they're really going to have to focus is that's where Pinsky could run them down. It's just on, just on pit stops. 
Blake, do you want to lead us in the odds here? I, what I sent over this morning? Yeah. Or if you've got later ones? Yeah. Well, I'll just do what you sent. So, Pelot, Award, Dixon, Rossi, VK, Erickson, Rosenquist, Sato, Ferrucci, Newgarden, and McLaughlin are all the favorites. Uh, McLaughlin. So you get out of like ninth before you get to Ferrucci? Yeah. Yeah. Ferrucci's at plus 1200. Yeah. So, a dollar is... on Ferrucci pays out a, a dollar or 12 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, those are the favorites. Our back markers are Enerson, Leg, Canapino, Rob, Eilat, DeFrancesco, Harvey, Lungard, Peterson, and Marco. Zach, can you believe that there are five drivers that have, uh, well, four drivers that have odds worse than Devlin DeFrancesco to win the Indy 500? <laughs> that was a painful sigh. Zach, Zach has uh, my Hi. my greatest joy about Zach Burcham at the Indy 500 is that he truly despises people. I mean, so, it's I I do find people I just don't like. I'm just over. I'm not a Marcus Erickson fan because um, every win that Marcus Erickson had was somebody else's worst day. Like he never had a day where he just beat everybody. He had a day where other people beat themselves. And then he wins. He inherited everything. He's like the greatest inheritor. So you're ever. telling me that Dan Weldon's second win doesn't count? I don't say it doesn't count. He was a winner before. But Dan and Weldon he, should have won 2006. Yeah. It, so Marco I, Andretti not, should have not, won 2006. Not, no, Dan, yeah, Dan had by far the best car that year. Um, but Devlin's just there because his dad writes checks. Sometimes they're late and they fly people in from Colorado to potentially fill seats. Um, but like I saw one of the funniest things I've ever seen was over the weekend. I saw Devlin walk up to a kid who was not, didn't even know Devlin was there, didn't know who Devlin was, and forced his Devlin DeFrancesco hat on this kid and signed it for him. And the kid at no point asked for it, did anything, but then was immediately overshadowed by the fact that after being bumped, Graham Rahal stopped to sign this kid's family stuff because they were decked out in Graham Rahal gear. By which point there was no Devlin DeFrancesco hat in sight, and they had forgotten about Devlin giving him the free hat because Graham had signed an autograph immediately after being bumped out of the race. So yeah, Devlin's just like yeah. I just I have a bunch of people I'm very apathetic about, but I will if you want to get me fired up, I will go off about why I'm apathetic about them. And Devlin DeFrancesco is one of them. He's gonna he's gone next year. Now Ryan had a race back. Are you okay with that? Yeah. I mean, he's in a car with no logos on the side, which seems fitting. I mean, he's like, my memory of him is his last full-time year. He spun himself, he spun out by himself getting out of pit row at Iowa two days in a row. A double header, and he did the same thing. But, like, we were watching uh, qualifications on Saturday, and Devlin was walking around pit lane like a guy who was enjoying his last day with the team before he had never got to come back again with a fire suit on. Like, he literally just wandered around with his fire suit around his waist for, like, two hours talking to whoever he could talk to. They might have to keep Devlin because there's... When was the last time we had an Indy 500 mic without a Canadian? We've always had a Canadian of some sort. Before Devlin, it was Hinch. We had Hinch. We had... Um, we, we, we had... had uh, Craig K, uh, Moore. You K, had... The K-Line. Uh, we had Alex Tagliani. We've had Alex Paul Tracy. Villeneuve. Jacques Villeneuve. We've had, we've had Canadians in this race like for 35 years straight. I don't know. We need a token Canadian. What year... Because I, I don't recall the story because it was a recent story. Did Robert Wickens say he was shooting to come back to the 500? Next Maybe year. next year. Yeah, that, that's, I would cry. That's, that's, that's our miracle. I, I would trade. I will, I will cry trade. if that man gets in an Indy car. Yeah, anything. Like, yeah, that's an upgrade. That's like going from like a Tercel to an S-Class Mercedes to go from Devlin Francesco to Robert Wickens. Yeah, the, the human interest story alone is off the charts for Robert Wickens. You know, 
partially paralyzed or he's in a wheelchair. But there's always been one of those guys, and it's usually in a lower-level Andretti car. But they're not going to hire him. They're not bringing him back because they got new ownership at Andretti, and they don't What's want the those guy guys anymore. Like the garden gnome, a little bitty guy. That sounds like Devlin Francesco. <laughs> he's a two for him. I don't. Who was looks it? Looks like he's a mouse. Oh, Zach Veach. Veach. Veach yep. was a good guy. Show and everybody. Oh, good guy. I everybody should also driver. be very thankful. Oh. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> everybody should. Wow. Hey, you, you should. Be, hey, you Zach should, Veach he gives a game fine. Bridge. He gives a fine two seater ride. I'll have. And you I know. would. No, I, I you, you, you know what Penske and all those people should think, Zach Veach. They yeah, all, he brought Gamebridge. He brought Gamebridge, which is everywhere. Which is yeah. the reason why they will have no paying drivers at Andretti next year. Yeah, they're not. Gamebridge yeah. or the, the group 1001 is going to pay for the second seat, and they're going to say, no thanks, Mr. Yeah, DeFrancesco. The CEO bought into the team. Don't need your money anymore. He bought into Andretti. All right, so Blake, you've got you've got the odds. Tell me, uh, you get first pick here. You, you, you can pick your favorite, and we can we, we can we can overlap here. Okay, but I need a I need a favorite, and I need at least a dark horse, if not an underdog, from you. So okay. on so. the on the three pager that we have, you can't pick your you can't go Mike and be like, oh, my dark horse is Elio Castroneves. He's won four times. Uh, we can't do that. That would be unfair. Yeah, I'll, I'll defend my title right here. All right, so I need your I need your favorite to win the race or your pick to win the race, and then give me your sleeper. Your dark so, horse. like last year. I'm going to write these down. Okay, so for my favorite, I'm going Scott Dixon. He's got that. I'm, it's hard to say Scott Dixon has sneaky speed, but like he's been there all month. Sato was taking the crown all month because of how quick he was. Pelot's on the pole. I think Scott Dixon... Is going to also motivated from last year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if he doesn't speed down pit lane, I think he, I think he'll win it. Then my dark horse. Hmm. I mean, anybody in the top twenty has a shot. I think. So, give me Kyle Kirkwood. All right, that's a uh, that's Kirk a very- Kirkwood. Kirk Kirkwood, emo Kirk has uh, has been put on the board here for uh, for Blake Forrest. You got a favorite? Uh, well, my heart says go for the Foyt car. If you say Santino Ferrucci, I'm gonna slap because <laughs> AJ only has so many races left in him. Uh, I. I you could put Santino as your dark horse. I, I you realize AJ has re- achieved Richard Petty status of being the team mascot. He's not calling the shots anymore, right? That's okay. That's okay. Did you get Thank to watch God. AJ race in person? I did. In the 500? Um, so I, I watched I, him race at the first Brickyard. So I, I got to see him in qualifying. It was, was 92 his last 500? No, uh, it was later. Than no, that. it was 92, 93. went out one day of practice and then retired. Okay. So, so he didn't race in the 92 race. 93 yeah. was my first race that I went to. So I, I got to see him practice, qualify, but I never got to see him in the race. Okay. Um, so you're putting A.J. Foyt down as your favorite? Hell yeah. <laughs> Put him in the car. <laughs> um, I'm going to crack a chassis so, open. So my, my heart would say Ferrucci, but uh, if I'd have to go with the favorite, it had to be Plo. All right. And you got to you, you sweep want, in the month. You want a dark horse? So Ferrucci. I wouldn't count out any of the Penske cars, so uh, let's go with New Garden. 
Did you see uh, wow, Scotty? That's seems, a limb. Seems, but we're hey, gonna, you're I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down, but I'm going to. We're going to criticize you for but, taking okay, a Penske as a dark earlier horse. Earlier when we were talking about it, we said if you weren't on that first sheet, yeah, you, uh, yeah. It's, Did it's, you see uh, Scotty Max tweet today, clapping back to the vegans that think milk shouldn't be in victory lane? <laughs> he said, "If I win, give me two glasses of milk." <laughs> I will say that New Garden's car is the ugliest car in the race this year. I did you guys see the, the shell? Yeah. So oh, did yeah. you guys see the 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 Brian Herta shell car that yes. that his, that his son gave him today? It was his 1998 shell car that he won the Gunasaka with. Ran for Ray Hall Letterman. I think it sold time. at Meekum as well. I think it was a different. It was a different chassis. It was a different car, but same same livery. Yeah. Tell me you're making F1 money without. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dad. Real. Hey, Dad. Here's a running original uh, version of your car. Uh, yeah. And he's been working on the deal for years. But he says, "Don't worry, Dad. I got a good deal on it." We're on 100 days to India, his mattress is on the floor. That's, the <laughs> That's I like priorities, show. man. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. But it's been great. But I, 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 Shell doesn't do a good livery now. That black and white and yellow from the 90s. Throw that on a car, and it's right up there with their Pennzoil scheme that yep. McLaughlin runs. And the, but the, yep, the current one, I just think, is a disaster of a of livery. I don't actually dislike – Penske's liveries have actually stepped up because if you think about it, like, like what, two years ago before they brought out the sweet PPG livery – Every one of their cars. They were all just black, white, or, ju- or, just, or, or whatever. Or just white. had yeah. Team Penske on it. It was blue and white, and they just changed it for me. Like, oh, come on. Go back to the Marlboro days. Uh, yeah, I, I can't I mean, get past the Marlboro days. That was the best marketing When, when they went ever. from the white and the red to it was almost a hot well, pink. Well, now you get to see the Marlboro livery on a McLaren. Yeah. 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 Penske's very shape. envious of how fast it goes, too. All right, Zach, I need a favorite from you and a dark horse oh, choice. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm like real torn. Because I, um, I mean, Rossi and Kanan is a favorite. I'm going to pick Kanan. Last run, fast team, smart guy. Wife's um, favorite. Was knocking on the door. I, last year, if that race was a couple laps longer, which is, of course, a what if of what ifs, whatever, he would have been winner over Marcus because I think he just was being a team player. That crowd will go absolutely nuts. Just somebody somebody posted, like, like, who do you want to see? Sports. And I was like, Tony Kanan with a walk-off win. There would be burning cars and stuff being torn off mattresses. The wall. Zach's like, not a betting man, but he could get Tony Kanon. If he truly thinks he's going to win the race, he can get him at 18 to 1 odds right now. 10 bucks. That's, that's horrendous. 18 that he's to one. being disrespected like that. 18 to 1. Zach. In a McLaren. In a McLaren. In a McLaren. That made yeah. the fast A good looking McLaren. Those cars are right. gorgeous. I mean, I would. Under the rules of the agreement here, you could have chosen Kanon as your dark horse and you chose him as your favorite. Who's your dark horse? Man, that is rough. Because I'm trying to think. Because honestly, one thing that's a little bit uh, interesting to think about is that according to the the Rail Lamberlanding guys, their race cars are good. Well, compared to what? Their qualifying cars are terrible. Tractors driving across the street. Some of them. So pick yourself the, Catherine Leg. My golf cart. Sorry, I can't be saying that. Pick yourself some Catherine Leg. Someone who can actually win is. So how far back? Dude, we, you've we, had two days to come figure on, Jack, out. I haven't thought about I have a job. On Sunday. Anybody on this list or this list you can choose from? While you're looking, we'll go to Mike. Mike, who is your favorite going to be for the race? I truly think it's Alexander Rossi's year. He's, I like he, it. He's just, I, he's just been smooth all month until the look at the 230 or two, 
Yeah. Huh? The fast lap. Until then, he really hadn't shown much. Um, I, I just think he's trying to get out from underneath the Andretti curse. Who won the Indy 500 31 years ago as a strategist? 31 years ago. What year was that? 1992. A little while. As a strategist. Brian Barnhart. Okay. Who's the strategist for Alexander Rossi this Is year? Is that Brian? The Brian great Barnhart. Brian, Barnhart. Brian Barnhart was a, always the director. So yeah. I, yeah. He was, he, it would be 31 years between Indy 500 wow. wins for him. That's a, that's a good one. How about that one? How about that? All right, Zach, you, you, we come back to you. Did you pick your dark horse? Have you made I'll, your selection? I'll go Connor Daly. All right. I don't think his car is that great this year, but whatever. I don't, I mean, I, I think Graham Rahal was a shot to have a pretty good finish. I think their cars aren't too bad, but I don't know how the pit track or pit stuff's going to be. Yeah. I mean, now pit, pit stops are a big deal when you do eight of them. Could Graham could Graham borrow the fifteen pit crew? Those guys don't have to wear a Honda shirt. They may get part of them. I bet, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little subbing in there. Unless unless they say, yeah. you know what, Catherine, you're going to get Catherine Leg. You're going to get Graham's pit crew. Otherwise, that would be the, the that not? would be the more appropriate thing to do is to give Catherine that pit crew. But they stuck Catherine in the East Museum lot. She's not even in the driver owner lot. She's in the East Seriously? Museum lot. Yeah. Oh, she's over there with uh, Hinch and and yeah, uh, no, Joey. Yeah. And Joey. Have a good time. Yeah. All right, Mike. You owe us a dark horse pick. Ryan Hunter Ray. All right. That that's fair. I was waiting for Helio. He, well, he says that <laughs> he says that their cars are good, and he would know. And and you always have a good dryer Reinbold car. You always have it. Sage Karam usually puts it in the wall, but they always have a decent car. Oh, well, Santino was a top 10 car last year Absolutely. driving for them. And the fact that they even had a pit stop car to roll out as this one-off team yeah, normally is if impressive. You've a, if you've got a one-off that, that has to put together the backup car, it's still in a crate. Yeah. Like, it is not they, had a, they had a rolling chassis that they rolled into their garage to fix, which is impressive. I mean, I was impressed to see. I was like, I walked up this day. Is Dakota asleep over there? No, he's, he just turned my mic off. Okay. I didn't turn it off. I turned it down. I cut out for a second. I don't hear myself at all. Oh, he turned me off. off. There we go. You're gone. There now you go. now I'm back on. <laughs> he turned my mic Very off on my own damn show. I suppose. <laughs> yes, the host of the show is sensitive to being turned off. No, no, no. I was talking about the control <laughs> over here. I barely bumped it. Uh, Dakota, you want my? I, I want your and favorite horse and your dark horse. I yes. want your uh, expert opinion. I really Which think cars you, the prettiest. I really think you should have started with me. Did you? Did yeah. you review the liveries? Have you chosen? Are you gonna? So for my winner, I actually had chosen Scott Dixon, but it's not because of anything that happened last year. It's because I just picked him the most in my fantasy league last year. So I thought, well, I'll go with that one. Are you doing the Boss Hog Fantasy picks this week? Because you're automatically back in. You're still it. in there. I haven't done it at all this year. You could. There are fabulous cash and pr- cash prizes available from IndyCar. If by some miracle you get it right, they will give you like a set of Firestone tires for winning the Indy 500. Like it's wow, there's right. big money. Yeah. Uh, and then I think my dark horse is going to have to be uh, Lady Catherine. Catherine Leg. <laughs> he went real dark. You know. Yeah. You know what? The, I'll tell you something. You know how wild that would be. I'll tell you something though? that traditionally. She is going to be an advantage to her. She hit the wall. And a lot of times when you hit the wall before the race, your head's a little bit straighter going into the race. She made a big uh, inspirational post on Instagram after post 
post crash uh, about how. How in the hell did that make your radar? <laughs> Research. You guys keep talking about it and sending <laughs> things in chat so it'll show up on my Instagram. How 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 can you sleep tonight not picking any Americans in this race? Scott Dixon sounds like a pretty American name. From There's Australia. not much more American name. <laughs> New Zealand. Scott. New Zealand. He's yeah. a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. Mm. Yeah. Catherine cool. Legg of Britain. Yeah, she's British. The, in the uh, one of the wall chats today, there was somebody that had joked about what's happened to America. It's ho- how horrible it is, or whatever. This, what kind of America is this? That these two people crashed in the Indy 500 practice. I'm like, yeah, that was an English woman taking out an English man uh, in the practice wreck. You can't judge any car drivers by their names. No, because it's Santino Santino Ferrucci, Connecticut. <laughs> He's from Connecticut. He looks like I'm the screaming Sicilian from last year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, screaming mm-hmm. Sicilian pizza. Why don't All we right. try pizza instead of chips that taste like clams? They put something stupid on the pizza before they put. We had a pickle we pizza had pickle once. We had pizza once. Yeah, we did the dill pickle pizza. Sorry, you weren't yeah, here that night, Mike. That stuff was really. You good. were off selling million dollar houses instead of coming and slumming it with us. Yeah. Giacomo's wow. Pizza has one with pickles on it that's really good. Bring next time you're here. We had a pickle pizza king pizza. Next time you're here. All right, I'm going to take my favorite. I I, I can't step out on yeah. the, on, yeah. on on my guy now. He's had the perfect month of May. Going for the triple crown. Alex Pillow is going to do what Simon Pagano did in 2019 and win everything. And willpower in 2018. Yeah. I'm going Pagano. Pillow. Uh, And for my dark horse, I'm going to go Pagano. uh, Because I think he finds his way around Indy. Even though the Andretti team and the engineering that they get from Andretti has not been that great. uh, Pagano is, uh, he has an act in Indianapolis. So I'm going to take Pagano. How do we go through six people and not have a Brian Herta in the equation? Uh, Colton Herta, Grandpa, yeah, Grandpa Herta, yeah. What? Well, somebody what are you Tim talking the, about? Tim he's the Colton. best race engineer on the. the oh, right. the the yeah. Yeah. Who, who picked Kirkwood? Yeah, Kirkwood. Blake Thank Kirkwood you. For his dark uh, come on, yeah, Blake picked Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's. I know my stuff over here. Okay, thanks. By the way, if somebody's looking, Dakota, if you're looking for somebody to to actually be a fan of, Kirk Kirkwood is an amazing dude. Yeah. Zach doesn't like him. No, I just look the Kirk Kirkwood's funny. Uh, Kirk, we have Mario Andretti back. Yeah, in the we race I got this pictures year. of Mario Andretti. You know what would have been funnier is that they fixed his name. So they, they the, the fancy pylon at the track and on Saturday. Saturday they, was yeah, a went out for dumpster fire for timing and scoring. Yeah, and so they they put their up Marco Andretti's up, but it doesn't say Marco Andretti. It says Mario Andretti. Um, He's going for another backflip in between one and two. <laughs> you know what? He he down there in the seats. Blake promotes. You'd put it comfortably in the field, probably still. And uh, I thought that they should have later, they should have changed it to Marco, but then put Mario's face on top of it. <laughs> that would like, have been nice. Yeah, just, just keep trolling Marco because um, that's why he still has a ride there. Um, yeah. Yeah, that did happen. So, yeah, Kirk Kirkwood. There's certain names. You just um, What was Briscoe? What would they call Briscoe? Kevin? Kevin Briscoe? <laughs> that was a fun blow-up flub on the TV. Yeah, the uh, the, the timing and scoring. So, a lot of people were getting very upset at the track on Saturday. Were you, were you out there for both days of qualifying? No, I just went out Sunday. So on Saturday, about 85% of the time, is once the field filled, right? So once they, once everybody had run through, the scoring pylon, when somebody's trying to bump their way back in, it would never show where things were, like what it would look like it was going to be. It would just armed say forces PPG Armed Face Forces Day or whatever out of the track. And everybody's like, okay, people. We know that you've sold sponsorship for this damn day, but this pylon showed us the position people were in for 50 freaking years. 
And now your fancy pylon is supposed to tell me what position people are sitting in as we sit on this front stretch. It says, hey, it's Armed Forces Day at the track. Yeah, but you have three other TVs you could look at. And yes, then have a scroll. It's but, like watching yeah. the, the, the TV guide channel in 1997 and, and, going, well, I know who's in 17th, but who's in 30, who's in 30th? And here's, here's a gripe I had that even rolled into Sunday. They had the, was the Fast 12 first, and then they went with the last row shootout. They kept the Fast 12 up there and were then showing the 34. last rows as yeah. being 13th, 14th, and 15th. And so at one point, one of them, like Kanan, I don't think, hadn't even run or something. So Kanan's car, so it showed Catherine Legg as being, or somebody's car, one of the one of the rail Lemon Landing cars, in 12th, which was not the case. They were in 31st. Yeah. But like, it was, yeah, they, a, it was, and they would never show who was 31st through 34th. And I get that they said, those well, times they, don't exist. They'd have those times, but it helps me visually to look and see what those numbers are. See what they could run. Because if you saw and you look down there and you're like, dang, it's 15, 45, and 44, you're like, those are the Ray Hall cars, whatever. You knew those numbers. So, yeah, you're trying to ramble. Like, it's really hard to remember 34, like, okay, here's 30 numbers. Where are the four that are missing? And I wish they would have shown that. Yeah, every time you look over there, it's like, oh, it's 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 Armed Forces, it's PBG Armed Forces pulled or qualifications there or whatever. And then it was just this long checkered flag thing because evidently they're having to manually put in the positions on the pylon. But it's a super fancy pylon, but it was just not showing what you want I'm to sure see. it's complicated because they've got all these different screens and it's a it's probably a gigantic pain in the ass and it's entirely custom for them. But yeah, it did not feel good. So it, the only it was way not good. That, that I knew that there was an issue with the pylon was somebody tweeted about how awful it was and a Doug Bowles reply Paul Dalby. showed up in my yep, Twitter yeah. feed. Paul Dalby Field of 33. He said, please show us some grace. We're doing the best we yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. didn't, I didn't actually have a, like, I didn't know this problem, but my issue the whole time was like, I would want to see the numbers for 31 through 34 because I wonder who they are. I So here's my concern. I don't, and it was obviously a massive crowd. You want the at track experience to be, to have as much information as you do when you're watching at home on Peacock or on NBC. And you, unless you were very savvy and knew how to use Twitter or use an app, the IndyCar app, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't know what the speed was they were trying to hit. You maybe knew what they were running, but you didn't know where people were in relation to others, and you didn't know what speed you needed to achieve. Yeah, I think before even, they even watching the Fast Six at the end, you had to watch the ticker yeah. to remember. All right, what's the speed he's trying to get to? Yeah, and and back in the day. They would, you know, it was a very rudimentary yellow and black board that had the speed written on it, and you could scrolled. see what it was. But th- now with this fancy stuff, it's like, yep, sorry, uh, no, we're not telling you right now. We're gonna, it's, it's whatever. It's Miller Lite Day at the track. Now, they did get good Sunday finally on the jumbotrons in the lower left hand corner. They would show. They started like closed captioning. They it would start showing yeah, typing yeah, it speed in to beat, and they would show whose speed it was and how fast they had to go. And then the commentators are doing a pretty good job of telling you, okay, they're tracking this or tracking that. Um, Dave Clabro gives way too much of a care about warm-up laps. I don't care about warm-up laps. Scott Dixon would throw monster pole laps down after throwing the lowest, the slowest warm-up lap of the of the day, and he would just then just go off when it came time to go. So they're like, oh, the warm-up laps this. I was like, I don't want to hear about the warm-up lap, Dave. Well, and then they got lost. They got lost when Kanan and Ed Carpenter tied. 
and they had no well, idea. They couldn't figure which out why. One, yeah, which one was in the top twelve? Two guys ran exactly was. the same speed down the thousandth of a second. Apparently, whoever gets it first, it's the advantage. That's the uh, that's that's the official policy, at least this year at the racetrack. Uh, all right. So this is a Tuesday. Uh, we are not doing a show Thursday because uh, two thirds of the regular staff here will be at the Speedway, but we actually won't be at the Speedway. Zach, we'll be hanging out at the Vogue with uh, Boss Hog of Liberty Friend and the guy that's done every radio appearance all month long. Yeah, Joey Molinero. So much Joey Molinero. Just Joey Molinero and Jay Query in my ear about two hours a day for it feels like the last week and a half. Joey did Bob and Tom this morning. Yeah, did a good job. Uh, so he's going to be 25 bucks a ticket. You can go see Joey Thursday night at the Vogue in Indianapolis. Uh, Joey has said he's got a number of drivers that are soft committed to maybe come out. So if you want a little private meet and greet opportunity to meet some people, meet some drivers, get some FaceTime, um, go to the Vogue. I think uh, Clayton Anderson is supposed to be out there as well. A little concert from him. Uh, Willie Griswold and uh, Ben Polizzi, Benedict Polizzi. I know you watched F-Boy Island. I do not. But I saw he was on there. <laughs> so 25 bucks a ticket. I think I'm bringing a group of uh, 10 so far, at least 10 or 11 people coming out. So Blake if- and I will be at the Marriott at the Old Timers Hall of Fame Gala. All right. On Thursday night. Be prepared to repeat yourself a lot, Blake. It's, huh? it's my like, fourth, huh? fifth time, fourth time going. I know. Do they let you sit at the big kids table? Yeah. All right. Hey, Leo. He right. even has a suit. Dakota, you got a Thursday night. You can bring a date. You can, you can bring Audrey out and go go down to the Vogue. Do you know where the Vogue is in Broad Ripple? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Right next to the old Crackers. Times. The old Crackers yeah. Comedy Club. I love the Crackers. Never yeah. went to the Crackers Comedy Club. Oh, you're messing I out. I went there one time. Across I saw the street I saw Drew Hastings. It's gone now. Gone forever. Across the street park. from the... Uh, Last show I saw uh, there was Jim Gaffin. Hopcat. Oh, I bet Jim Gaffin. And then... For the first time for Mike since 1996 and Blake's first ever, on Monday night, we will be at the Victory Celebration. Heck yeah. In, in an official capacity? Yes. Or, or how, how, no, what's the role? we have tickets. Yeah. We have tickets. Very nice. We have a friend in California named Carlos that hooked us up. Yeah, I met Carlos down on the pit lane last year, and he's uh, he has a suite and does two-seater ride and does... Uh, Everything. So he uh, he hooked us up with tickets this year. Very nice. That's yeah. the. Uh, I took him to the Meekum auction, and he's taking me to the victory dinner. So that's wonderful. I hope you don't have to put out, Mike. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, let's, maybe uh, let's, double yeah. let's, let's move into final. I think thoughts. it's time to end this show. Blake, <laughs> Blake's driving with the adults in the back. Don't look in the rearview mirror, Blake. Payments about to be made. Oh. <laughs> Very big check. Blake, tell me uh, anything we forgot, anything we left out, anything you want to promote. Tell me, tell me what I need to know. Um, Maybe you want to give a last minute pitch for somebody to come out and buy one of the last ten thousand tickets. This thing gets. I mean, absolutely. That Uh, we'll promote the college program. We're accepting people, uh, anybody over the age of eighteen going into college. We're accepting for Brickyard. Uh, Come out, work Brickyard weekend. It's fun, good resume booster, Um, and. You guys know any nonprofit groups that want to fundraise? I'll be there for Brickyard as well. So there we go. And IMSA or not? You be uh, there won't be uh, there won't be any nonprofit groups for IMSA. Interesting, interesting. They're gonna uh, IMSA people clean fif- up after themselves for fifteen hundred dollars a campsite. They 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 can pay people whatever the hell they need to pay them for. Uh, <laughs> they won't they won't need volunteers for that. Mister Plank, 
It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. What do we need to know? You got a house you're selling? You got a, buying a house? You 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 downtown resident yet? What, I think no, he's no, homeless. No, we actually uh, sleeping in your Gilmore. So we, we worked out a deal to actually stay in our house until we got our new house. So that, that's that's nice that I don't have to move stuff twice. It is spectacular. Yes. All right. Anything to promote? Uh, nothing to promote. You know, we've spent the last hour and a half, or whatever, talking about this big event and. You know, a lot of people think ah, I'm not into racing. Give it a chance and go out. And it, it doesn't matter if you're into racing, if you're a fan of any type of competition or hell, just people watching. Go out and, and give it a shot and enjoy the day. It'll be like nothing you've ever experienced in your life. 65 GA ticket will get you a great day. Yeah. Honestly, if you don't particularly care to actually watch the race, come out mid morning, enjoy the pomp and circumstance. Go stand somewhere where you can see a video board and see what's going on the main on the main. You know, go stand in the plaza, walk around the plaza area, just enjoy the morning, watch the flyover, all of the stuff that happens, see the start of the race, and then walk home. Walk walk back to your car and just leave and beat the no, traffic. No, 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 because the fun stuff happens. It won't be as cool this week since the weather's actually going to be nice. But anytime there's rain during the week, watching the crowd leave the snake pit. At the conclusion of the race, is fantastic because you see them all walking in, all the kids dolled up, and they come out just <laughs> looking like they've been through war. In mud. Like, what the hell happened to you over the last four hours? I watched. We don't have Steve team. Aoki throwing cake either. Are so. you going to watch DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal at eight thirty in the morning? I am not. I don't know. I may walk down there, but probably not. Dakota, anything to note? I've been showing off and selling the hell out of my Dainty Daisy Cup. Oh, have you? I have. I've been I've been promoting on Snapchat, telling people to check it out. I'm ho- I, my my cup was very popular over the weekend at the Speedway. Most yeah. people thought I had it purchased at the track, or that it came with my lap sponsorship. Oh uh, yeah, because I my move about that. My move is that I took my Dainty Daisy Cup, my new. Uh, it, it basically looks like the Yellow Submarine. One side is the IMS logo. The other side is the Penske truck rental logo, but it says okay. Lap 66 official sponsor. Ball Hog of Liberty stickers on the cup as well, but it's yellow black with the yellow with a black and red pinstriping. And I just filled it with ice, stuck it in the cooler, and then I had a little cup that I used for my uh, for my bourbon and ginger ale that I got through on Saturday. It worked out spectacularly. It's a good idea, and I haven't dropped it yet, Dakota. Yeah, I did wonder if anyone would think that you like. Oh wow! They give those cups to the sponsors. That's really cool. And but yeah, uh, speaking of that, she'll be set up at the farmers market on Saturday. So come out to Newcastle if you're not at the Indy 500 to now, the farmers market. Now we did talk about it last week, but are, are you going to make it out Friday night for the fourth Friday for the uh, for the big donut hole eating contest? That's happening. Uh, I won't. Uh, I have family coming into town, and I'll be eating a smorgasbord of Indian food though. So. I'll be stuffing my face, but not with donut holes. Take those chips. Yes, yeah. please take the chips. You guys check out take- check yeah. out the Patreon if you want to know what the story yeah, is yeah, on the yeah. chips. We're still trying to get the taste out of our mouth. There's a cat outside the door, I think. <laughs> Mike McCown, you got some businesses to promote. What's going on? What uh, What do we need to know? Well, we need to know that there is no house inventory in Henry County, but the McCown Tucker team is is uh, five strong. That's really working hard right now to try to get our buyers and sellers put together, and uh, we're ready for 
after Memorial Day to hit the ground running. Well, I, there is a little bit of inventory. I saw a house went up for sale behind mine today. Uh, I three, looked three, yesterday and three, there was 11, and three, normally there's 60. Three bedroom, two bath, but only a thousand square feet running about 150 grand right now. Yeah. So if you're list, if you're listening from out in the distance, you want a nice low maintenance brick house. You can you can find something. Maybe Thanks not a hell of a lot of square foot. We're working on them. Yeah. Start building houses. Sell, sell them all the houses you have. You you get you could you could fix tell the, me about it. You could supply <laughs> fix the supply in no problem, Mike. If you sold twenty or thirty houses. Yeah, I probably could. But, uh, <laughs> the government would be the only one to profit. <laughs> Very good. All right. So if you if you've got a house to buy or sell, hit up Mike at FC Tucker, uh, Mr. Zach Bertram. Um, we are we are just hours away from being ready for the absolute <laughs> stressful slog of, of of towing into lot six. Hours away seems like an attorney. I've got a lot of stuff to do. I got most of my mowing done today. It's really weird when you're only home for like seems like about seventy two hours at a time for three weeks. I've been home for sixteen hours, and yeah. so and he was asleep twelve of them. Oh, I just yeah, I've been running around a lot. So um. For for people that like Joey, if you like and you're like me, I'm a big 500 fan, big Bob and Tom fan. Joey's been all over the place. He got him to do an episode of Bits and Pieces for Bob and Tom. Um, it's him talking Bob and Tom and talking the 500. He did a good job on Bob and Tom today. That's up on the YouTube. Uh, so go check out all the things that Joey's doing, and then uh, go get some tickets and show up to the Vogue um, to see that because I think that'd be cool. And he's got Bully Griswold for sure is coming. So. Check out that. Otherwise, yeah, the fourth Friday, and they're going to have Joey Chestnut in town eating donut holes and going to see him just, I forget what the number was. We have it on the notes. 382. It was like an insane number. Insane number. It wasn't as many as I thought it would be last year. Well, I mean, but the world, what the world record was. And it's, it's staggering. Um, so, yeah, God, check that out. The weather, the weather looks The weather looks great. Can you imagine, just, no, imagine not how you feel the moment you finish. Imagine 20 minutes later. When the sugar starts hitting your bloodstream, so I, I've never but, really watched one of those eating competitions, but it's absolutely disgusting to watch it. Well, the they, part that they eat they hot dogs, take like it dipping, and they saturate uh, it in whatever their choice of drink uh, that they have, yeah, the and dip, just shoveling it in. Hey, look, I'd rather eat those than eat this damn chips from Patreon. Hey, it looks like <laughs> me at Willie and Reds, man. Yeah. Um, other than that, no. Yeah, it looked well. It looks nice for the weekend. So everybody has an, two hundred ninety three and eight minutes was the record that was set last year. Eight. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Go watch those people suffer, and then I bet the people watching will be good there too. But yeah, if if for the five hundred, the people watching is spectacular. Even if you don't get in the track, just come out and hang out in Georgetown and watch people too. And of course, Newcastle has the world's largest Memorial Day parade, or yeah. the largest in the Midwest. Whatever the whatever the hook is, is the it happens running? on Monday. It might be. I think it's one of the biggest too. Well, that's because takes, every little league team. Is in it Re- new course this year? Check local listings. Yeah, straight oh, down Maine. It's yeah. not the new course; it's the old course again. We'll, well see. Old if- course for old farts, but it's for my entire adult life, or my entire life, because I marched the course. It's been the one that was. So they're cha- they might be changing it back, but they took the hills out. It's a good idea. As a fifty-year-old fat man, I'm glad they did. Fifty. Thanks. Yeah, he's under up there, buddy. Fifty-ish. Fifty-ish. Very good. All right. Um, Why do we invite him? He's here. Listen, man, you started it. <laughs> you started it, and he'll probably be here long after you now. <laughs> probably true. We, the fan response says they like him more. He looks like Jeff Vibbert. Um, <laughs> so uh, I 
my one little announcement is that Sarah and I won an IndyCar Nation lottery again this week. So we get to do uh, – we get a very early wake-up call on Saturday morning, but we are stand-ins on Saturday for driver introductions. Awesome. So the track does a walkthrough. So I'm going to do my very best to look like Santino Ferrucci or whoever they say that I'm going to be, and I'm going to you do You almost driver. have the hair. I am yeah, going to do the driver introductions. Uh, I'm, I'm – yeah, we'll see. We'll Wait, see so how it what, shakes are out. Are you introducing? I'm or? standing in as a driver. Yeah. So there, are, there will be 33 fans. Oh, the walkthrough. They do the walkthrough. Right. Walk what are we doing here? And okay. I, you no, know, that's very the, cool. The whole thing. So I get to do what wherever the driver is supposed to stand on race day, going through the green room, whatever it is. Uh, that's going to be my experience on that's Saturday. Cool. My so experience I'm do the with whole the green thing. room. Got to drive one of the pace cars. That's hey, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I assume we're going to do a little walk across the yard of bricks. The stage will be built. They'll do the big Nash, you know, the big uh, the big announcement. You walk wave. Out, you you, you wave. walk out in the row of three and just practice your wave. Don't. If trip. I'm Scott, if I'm Scott McLaughlin, maybe I have to dab. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. So. The, that's the that's the most ex- the the part I'm anticipating the most is what if I'm what if I'm on the front row? What if I'm you know? Or what if you're Graham Rahal? What if I'm Felix Rosenquist? I don't know. I could be I could be Graham. What if you're Catherine Leg? Well, I would hope my wife is Catherine Leg in this story. If they if they're looking for ladies, they they choose Catherine. I don't know. We'll see. But it uh, it should be fun. So yeah, Indy 500, full of opportunities, full of memories. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We are back a week from Thursday, Dakota, and Correct. it's a show that Audrey PV Davis has programmed. She has us doing another race night once again. Yes, that's true. <laughs> at some point, at some point, we'll get back to politics and the things Dakota enjoys. With that, we say thank you guys very much, and we will see you in June. Be safe, everyone.